In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who took a wrongful death in order to make us right. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the first time I ever saw a dead body, I was about ten years old. I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if that's early or late, but I definitely know that the situation was abnormal. You see, just a few days beforehand, I had been up all night long because of the person that I was now looking at, this first dead body that I was seeing in a coffin. The way that it happened was that there was this guy named Roly, short for Rolando, and he was sort of a friend of the family by extension. We knew this girl who he had gotten pregnant and now was going to marry. Roly was kind of a hard luck kid. He wasn't exactly the person that you really hoped that your son would grow up to be. He was always that kid who was a little bit on edge. He was always the one who was hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong kinds of things. That's who he was, and he never really seemed all that happy about life. And it happened that he ended up in the wrong crowd, and the wrong crowd was doing some pretty horrible drugs, this Southeast Asian version of what we would probably call crack cocaine today, but we called shabu shabu in the Philippines. He got high that night with his friends, and for some reason, we don't really know why, he decided that it would be a good idea to get up and take his gun and go and visit with a person that was guarding the church that my dad worked for. And he walked up to the guard who was actually the cousin of the girl that he had gotten pregnant. And he walked up to him and apparently started to ask him for money, but it ended not with an interchange of money, but with a shot. And Sonny, the guard, was left laying, bleeding on the ground. After that, he decided to go someplace else. Maybe somebody else would have some money. And the place that he went to was the closest nearby house, which happened to be our house. Roly came into our house that night by shooting open our front door. That's at least what they tell me. I was asleep at the time along with my little brother until some people in my family came by and they woke me up shaking me saying, Jay, you have to get into the closet now and be very, very quiet. And so I got into the closet with my little brother and some other people that were in the house with us. And we stayed in that closet praying and wondering what was going on. And as I was waking up, I was slowly beginning to realize what was happening. I was asking questions. What is happening? What is wrong here? What's going on? And people started to say, we don't really know. But we know that your dad is out there and he's trying to take care of it. Roly's here, we know that. But there's something wrong. 
all that night we kept on getting different little bits of information that would come into that closet that we were hiding in. All of that night we would get these little bits of information that said that he was on that side of the house or he was on that side of the house. I can't still, I can still not put together the events of that evening very well just because they seemed to come in so scattered. It seemed like he was here and then he was there. He was outside and then he was jiggling the handle on the door to the room that we were in twice. He eventually ended up giving up on our house. And in trying to escape, in trying to get away, he first went to our driveway, which would have been the easiest way to get out. Of course, coming up the driveway was the person that was supposed to relieve one of the security guards. And he saw him and he shot him and he hit him in the head and killed him instantly. Then he ran around for a little bit longer. And then he tried to escape once again down that driveway, except this time the police were waiting for him, and the police shot him multiple times with automatic weapons to the point where they weren't even sure what it was going to be like for his funeral. The next morning, my father got me up after we had all slept in a little bit, and he told me that we were going down to the driveway. He told me that we were going down to the driveway so that I could see the effects of what happened that night. And as I looked at that driveway, stained in spots with blood and things that I could not identify but were probably a part of somebody's body, I understood why he had taken me there. The thing that I didn't understand came several days later when I was told, Jay, get up, get dressed, get dressed nicely. We are going to a visitation and a funeral. It was Rollies. I said, I, I, I don't think so. Are you kidding me? Roly, the guy who was in our house, right? The guy who was shooting things up. The guy who almost, he almost killed Dad. We're going to his funeral? Why? That's so wrong. And they told me, it's no use asking questions. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go there, so get dressed. And we went. And Roly didn't have a whole lot of money, and so it actually ended up being a very eerie scene because Roly's body was laid out in my third grade classroom. It was an eerie tomb to walk into. To walk into a place that I had known as my classroom, and then in the middle of that to see a coffin. And as we walked in to pay our respects, I walked by the coffin. I had never seen a dead body before. And I was curious. And so I started to look over the lip of that coffin. 
And then all of a sudden I saw his face. And I recoiled. Instinctively I moved back. I was afraid. I didn't know of what. But I recoiled. I moved back. There was something that was not quite right. There was something that was wrong there. And so I moved back a step. And since then, I've seen many dead bodies and many dying bodies. And still, every time, I recoil a little. Maybe I don't literally take a step back, but I move back in my soul. Because when you see a dead body, no matter if you knew the person well or not, When you see a dead body, you see in that that there is something wrong. No matter how well they dressed them up, no matter how good the makeup was, you look at them and you know that there is something to recoil at. There is something to shudder at. And tonight we look at the dying and dead body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tonight, as we go through these readings, we in our minds recreate what happened those 2,000 years ago. When He was stretched upon a cross to die for our sins. And... There's something wrong there. There's something wrong in that He had to die. It's not fair. He was the only one who was innocent. The only human being ever innocent of sin in our entire History of existence. And he was dying? He was dead? There's something wrong with that. Something very, very wrong. And the thing about it is, is that the thing that is wrong is us. The thing that is wrong is you and me and the sins that we just confessed. The sins that we just acknowledged within our hearts are actually sins, are actually things that God has not wanted us to do and does not want us to do ever again. Those things that you thought of, those things that you were thinking of while you nailed nails into this cross, you are what is wrong with this picture. I am what is wrong with this picture. My sins put Him on that cross. And so did yours. One of the most striking visual presentations of what's going on today and tomorrow was done by a German painter who painted the painting Jesus the Christ in the tomb. 
in that painting, there is no question about what is wrong. In that painting, you see a picture of Jesus who is somewhat stiff from having his sinews stretch out upon a cross for several, several hours. Somewhat stiff from the beginnings of rigor mortis as he's laid on that slab in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. You see his mouth hung wide, gaping open, as if somebody forgot to close it just before they rolled the tomb stone in front of that tomb. There is no question when you look at that picture that he is dead. He is not warm. He is not smiling. He's cold and lifeless and dead. And that is what we deserve forever. In fact, we deserve much worse. It's a shocking scene for us because on all other days of the church here, we confess this God who is ever-powerful, ever-living, eternal. And because He is eternal, we too then shall be eternal with Him in heaven. But not tonight. Tonight He's dead. And that's where we should be. There is something very wrong with the picture. Something very, very wrong. And it seems as if the people who were at the foot of the cross recognized that right after he died. It's amazing how that recoil from seeing somebody who, after they just died, how it seems that the people at the foot of the cross did the same recoil. The centurion said, surely this man was innocent. And he was. And yet he died. And the people who were gathered at the foot of the cross, they went home beating their breasts because they felt so awful about this wrong thing that had been done. And so tonight, remember the last time that you saw a dead body. Did, did it make you recoil? Did it make you cry? Did it make you weep uncontrollably? Then recoil tonight. And weep tonight. And cry tonight. Because something is wrong. What is wrong is that our Lord had to die. So weep and beat your breasts and cry. 
join me on Sunday morning. Join me here on Sunday morning as we celebrate what happened. As we celebrate that at the very moment that Jesus Christ cried out, into your hands I commit my spirit, at the very moment that He breathed His last breath. (sighs) That your sins were forgiven. Because of what He did that was so wrong. That He stepped into the punishment that you deserve. And so join me on Sunday morning. Join me on Sunday morning when we celebrate a victory. Join me on Sunday morning when we celebrate the fact that we are going to be back in the wrong. Because we have been invited wrongly into a place where only He was rightfully invited. Into eternity in the throne room of God. Join me on Easter morning. When we celebrate that our sins have been forgiven and that He is victorious. Yes, weep tonight. Beat your breasts tonight. Cry out, surely this man was innocent. Tonight. And meet me again on Easter morning. When we see that our dead Lord is fully alive. Amen.